This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 636. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 636. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I hope you are well. I am coming to you today with a topic that keeps coming up. And so I knew it was something we needed to talk about. Sometimes things just show up in conversation or on coaching calls like three times in one day or four times in a week where I'm like, "Mm, apparently the world needs some of this right now. They need to be talking about this. They need solutions around this. They need just camaraderie and connection to know that like they're not the only one going through this. And that is definitely what we're going to talk about today. So last week, three times, I think with maybe within three hours, I was either on Marco Polo, which is a video messaging app or on coaching calls with people where they were talking about this feeling of so much happening in their lives that they felt like they were existing outside of their body and watching the world kind of happen to them. And they felt like they couldn't get into their body because it was just so much. Like the overwhelm was so much, the transition or this phase or this moment was just beyond what they could really internalize in the moment. And they found themselves outside their bodies watching themselves, in some cases, fighting through a situation, working through a situation, struggling through a situation, or just like kind of in disbelief that they were working through the thing they were working through or transitioning through the thing they were transitioning through. So not all the situations were bad things. They were just like big life transitions. And all of them actually were 
things that were going to lead to something better, but they were big, scary, unknown, like life-changing moments that came on the back end of big decisions. So right now, many of us are struggling to get grounded. And whether this is related to the pandemic, the world that we're living in, living in a time of war, anything related to all the things we've been through in the last couple of years, or it's just the season that you're in. Maybe you're at home with like a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Maybe you're at home with four kids. Maybe you're at home with a sick kid today. Maybe you're at home with a new puppy. (laughs) Maybe you're going through a transition in your professional life, or maybe you're going through a transition in your marriage. When we have these big things going on, whether it's related to the state of the world or it's related to the state of your world, we can feel like we aren't grounded, like we don't have a place to be planted and we don't have a place to like really stand. And instead we can feel like we're floating, like we're not connected to what's happening. We're not connected to things that maybe we feel have control over. We're not connected to outcomes because we don't know what they might be and that can feel scary. And so I wanted to talk today about how to get grounded when your world is spinning. So I mentioned that spinning can look like a lot of different things. And the things that I've heard people talking about recently, the moms that I work with, is spinning because of the pace of life. Life is happening really fast. And this started for me and for a lot of moms who I work with, this started actually when the school year started this year, where all of a sudden we kind of went, quote unquote, back to normal in terms of pace of life, although we were still very much living in a pandemic. And it felt very disorienting for many people, myself included, where it was like all of a sudden, like a lot of things were kind of back on track schedule wise, but we were still living in this place of like, what's safe? We don't know. What direction are things going? Is this a real return to normal? Maybe not. And so there can be things related to the pace of life as it is right now, because it feels real fast and it has for a while now, but like the world is still in this really weird place coming, uh, coming, I don't even want to say coming out of a pandemic, but coming into this new phase of a pandemic into a more endemic state. This also can be related to world situations. And so the pandemic being one of them, but also we can feel like our world is spinning out of control or we can't get grounded when we are just, especially if you identify as someone who's empathic or a highly sensitive person, when we look at what's happening in the world, it's easy to be really overcome, really overwhelmed, and to feel disconnected from hope at times because on any given day, you can find evidence that like humanity sucks. (laughs) On the other side of that, on any given day, you can find evidence that there's so much incredible humanity in this world. But sometimes news cycles really help us see humanity sucks sometimes more than is healthy for us. And so that can be really, really ungrounding. Is ungrounding a word? It can be disorienting. It can be confusing. And it can definitely keep us from like really feeling like we have a place to stand on solid ground and in safety and security. This can happen when we have professional expectations shifting. And so I know a lot of people who are just going through so much change in their career path or in their career that they've been in, but it just keeps changing and shifting. Like we're going to do it this way because of the pandemic. And then we're going to do it this way. And we're on Zoom and we're back in the office and we're this kind of a work day and that kind of a work day and meetings here and meetings there or not meetings anywhere. Like it's just all over the place. And so that it can be that constant shift in expectations can be a lot to constantly adapt to. 
If you're running your own business, holy cow, this is like a different ball game, but also a lot of unpredictability and turmoil, which can feel like it's just never ending in terms of like, what am I going to wake up to today? What is the world going to hand me in terms of being an entrepreneur that where I might have to like reinvent everything on a moment's notice? This can happen where I'm seeing this happening in relationships right now is crumblings, crumblings and endings of relationships. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And it's we can look at this as failure sometimes, and we can look at this through the lens of loss and grief, which is absolutely appropriate. But oftentimes, crumbling relationships and endings of relationships make way for much healthier relationships, much healthier relationships with ourselves and also healthier relationships with those around us and those we decide that we want to continue to be in relationship with or those that we decide that we want to newly invest in relationships with. And so, but those shifts in relationships can be really scary. And I know that right now, I know multiple members of our community who are going through big shifts in big relationships, whether it's with family members, whether it's in marriages, And these can be really disorienting experiences, really confusing experiences. They can definitely be really rife with like conflicting emotions. I talk with people a lot, friends and clients and people who are going through the breakups or divorces. And my response is always when someone tells me that they're going through this big shift in a relationship, my response, especially as it relates to divorce is like, congratulations. And that might sound really weird, but when you get to the point where you have decided definitively that you are going to make a 
serious permanent separation in a relationship, a lot of emotional labor has gone into that. A lot of mental gymnastics, a lot of energy, a lot of grief has gone into that. So by the time you've made that decision and really drawn that line in the sand, people are pretty ready, even if they're scared, even if they are like, they might have some uncertainty about a lot of things, but there's a sense of readiness and a sense of where things are pretty definitive. And that clarity can be such a gift. So when I say congratulations, I'm like, congratulations, like you're making the decision that's right for you right now. And you have a sense that this is the right decision, even if it is bittersweet, even if it's really complicated, even if there's a lot of conflicting emotions. And so right now we're seeing that, like, how do we go through a major relationship transition that maybe even calls into question our own identity from like going from someone who is partnered in a relationship to not being partnered anymore and find grounding again. And then with all of this, We're trying to identify who am I becoming? Like, who am I becoming as I'm keeping up with this pace of life or as the world is seemingly spinning out of control or as professional expectations continue to shift, as relationships shift or end or crumble or evolve in totally different ways. So there's this constant trying to tie it back to your own identity as you have these things happening. And that's where the lack of grounding can just feel so upside down, if you will, because we're like, I don't know which way is up. I don't know which way is up. Because for many of us, we have one of these situations going on, but a lot of us have multiple of these situations going on. Like you might have a relationship ending while your job is changing, while the world is at war, while the pace of life is more than you can keep up with, while we're in a pandemic, like all those things, right? That's a lot. (laughs) And so figuring out like, who am I and what does this mean? And where am I going? It's like, a legitimate existential crisis. And so if you're feeling that, I want to really validate that makes sense. That's very reasonable. And then I want to give you some tools to get grounded. And I will tell you that these are tools that have worked for me over the years. And I will say that they work for me because I've been managing anxiety for so much of my life. Like I know when I am not feeling grounded, I know what it feels like. And I know how paralyzing it can be. Because if I am not able to manage my anxiety, then I'm not able to function. And if I'm not able to function, I'm not able to work. I'm not able to parent. I'm not able to be a good partner. So a lot of this comes from me really learning how to manage anxiety over the course of decades, long before I ever knew that I had diagnosable general anxiety disorder and PTSD. And then some of this also comes from being in therapy and some things that I practice. And then some of this comes from just the general wellness work that I've done with wellness and mindset with women over the last 19 years. And so I want to share six different things today that you can practice to get grounded when your world is spinning. And some of these you're going to be like, yeah, that's not for me. And others you will be like, oh, I can try that. And I want to challenge you, the ones that you think like that's not for me, Don't be too quick to dismiss something that you've never tried because sometimes it's the stuff that we are really quick to dismiss that can actually be really helpful. And I know I'm saying this because my therapist will recommend things to me sometimes and I'm like, no, thanks. But then I try it and I'm like, oh, as it turns out, that kind of worked. (laughs) So um, I want to just, if you're someone who like maybe is resistant to trying new things or might be resistant to just, you know, different ideas that aren't familiar to you, I want to really invite you to try something before you deny it. So try before you deny and see what happens and like just go into it with curiosity, like just looking for, I always called this when I owned my gym, I was like, just go into this like with data collection mode. I want you to go into a workout 
or an exercise program or a nutrition program or whatever, just go into like data collection mode. Like I'm just going to try this and see how it goes and collect some data on it. It's like be really neutral. Like I'm going to try it. I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to see how did I feel before, during, after. And then based on that, I'm going to decide if I'm going to do it again. Because sometimes without that neutrality and that data collection mindset where you go to that place of like, yeah, that's not for me or that would never work. And that keeps us really closed off to things that can actually really, really serve us. So the first thing that I'm going to invite you to do in order to get grounded when your world is spinning is something that my therapist recommended to me when I was talking about panicking on the mountain when I ski. So I was telling her that sometimes what happens to me, and I will say it has only happened, I think, once this year, but it used to happen very routinely over the last few years that I've been learning to ski, is when I would try something new, go on a new run, especially if it was something harder than what I was used to, my body would have this like visceral reaction. And that reaction would be like, first of all, I would panic. Like I would fall into this place of certain, like death was imminent. And because my mindset went to this place, like death is imminent. I'm going to hurt myself. There's no way I can do this. I might die. And like, how dare my teacher bring me here? And because I have a child and who does he think he is? <laughs> I don't, is my life insurance policy big enough to support this thing? I'm, a, you know, this mountain, this ski run. Because of all that, my legs would start to shake uncontrollably. And initially was kind of like it would happen over the course of a few minutes. Like I would start to feel really nervous. And then like it was this like it would kind of happen in phases. Like first I'd feel nervous and then I'd get a little panicky mentally. And it, so it would go from like my gut to my head and then to my knees. But then what ended up happening over time is I noticed that like I would just get on a new run that I was uncomfortable on. And it wouldn't even be in phases. It would just be like immediately my legs were shaking and I couldn't stop it. I couldn't control it and I could not ski on shaking legs. And so then I would be in the situation of like, I literally cannot move right now because my legs are shaking so bad and I'm not sure I can keep standing up, which was only made everything more terrifying. <laughs> so as I was talking this through with my therapist, she talked to me about what can you do when you're in these moments where you are like so not grounded that you are literally don't know if you can stay standing in a very literal sense. So her recommendation was to check in with all your senses. And so what she had me practice was instead of focusing on my knees and my most certain imminent death, <laughs> she would have me check in with what do you see around you right now? Look around and you see some trees, you see people around you who are helpers, who are cheering for you. You see this beautiful snow and scenery. You see maybe your skis at your feet. You see your poles, which are going to help you stay safe. So what are all the things that you see? And then what do you smell? So outside you might smell crisp air. You might smell mountain air wherever you are. Like you might smell all sorts of different things, right? What do you hear? So if I'm skiing, what am I hearing? I'm hearing my teacher giving me encouragement or maybe specific pointers. I'm hearing other people moving past me. I'm hearing people squealing with joy as they're going down the mountain and having fun. So there's all these different things we're hearing. I might hear birds. I might hear music because, you know, the kids who like have like backpacks with boom boxes who are screaming, flying down the mountain, <laughs> who are way too cool for me. So there's all sorts of things I would hear about around me. Then what can you touch? I can touch my poles. I could bend down and I could touch the snow. I can touch my pants that are keeping me warm. I can touch my gloves that have hand warmers in them. I can feel that warmth. 
So going through all of your senses and noticing all of those things can be really grounding to recognize like I'm here in this moment, I'm safe, I'm alive, I'm okay, rather than thinking like I'm about to die, (laughs) which is really all I would think about. And so you can practice that wherever you are. And actually practicing this when you are not in a heightened state of awareness can be really helpful as well to just get you into the practice of like being able to tap into your senses really quickly. So you might practice this like when you're walking your kid to school or when you're on your way home from walking a kid to school, when you're walking to the mailbox, when you're driving down the street, like just practice going into your senses can be really, really helpful to get you grounded and pull you out of a moment of panic or a moment where you just feel like things are spinning. So that's number one, check in with your senses. Number two is to move your body in a way that nourishes your soul. So when the world is spinning for me, the thing that nourishes my soul the most is to move my body through rhythmic cardio where I don't have to think about what I'm doing and it's reasonably hard. So I feel because then that makes me feel powerful and that is extremely grounding for me. So that's typically on my Peloton. It might be going for a run. It might be through going through a walk, which is typically not harder cardio for me, but it just it's that rhythmic space where like my mind can just start to wander. And when my mind wanders, I can often start to solve problems and I can get out of loops where I'm like really stuck on what's not working and start noticing what is working. So what is movement that nourishes your soul? So for you, it might be yoga. It might be dance. It might be lifting weights. It might be Tai Chi. It might be like laying on the floor stretching. It might be walking the dog. And it's not, it could be movement for the purpose of quote unquote working out, but it might just be like movement for rhythm. It might be movement for joy. It might be movement that causes laughter. It might be movement that creates the opportunity for escape. It might be movement that connects you to your breath. It might be movement that connects you back to your body. It might be movement that opens you up. So like yoga, there's a lot of heart opening exercises or like chest opening exercises, which is the opposite of how we live our life, which can like for many people give them the sense of like opening up your heart, opening up your soul when you do things that are opening through the chest. So what is movement that nourishes your soul? And that's going to be different from one person to the next. So I'm not going to tell you all to like go run or go lift weights or go do yoga because it's going to look really different from one person to the next in terms of what is going to nourish you. So it might take some practice. And again, back to that data collection piece to kind of recognize what that might be for you. And it doesn't need to be for a certain amount of time at any certain level of intensity. It's just knowing that you can go to that thing and that's the thing. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not 
my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. The third thing to get you grounded when your world is spinning is to go to your happy place. So there might be a place in your home that is your happy place. You might have a special couch. You might have a special corner on the couch. You might have a special place. It might be your bed. It might be a special chair. It might be a place in your yard. I know I have friends who have like a little bench in their yard or a certain chair on their deck. It might be your front stoop. It might be a place in your neighborhood. So it might be a place outside of your home. It might be a tree down the street from your house. Vinny's happy place in our neighborhood, there's like this house four blocks from our house that Vinny thinks is the coolest house in the neighborhood. So whenever he's like having a hard time with something and I'm like, this kid just needs to get out of the house and like get off of whatever loop he's on that's like not productive. I'm like, let's go for a walk. And he's like, can we go to my favorite house? Yes, always. We can always walk to your favorite house. (laughs) So where is your happy place? Your happy place might be a coffee shop. It might be a certain kind of scenery, going to the mountains, going to the sea, going to the desert. It might be church. I actually had a friend who just recently, she said, I was going through this significant transition where I didn't feel grounded at all. And she's like, I went to church. And she's like, I haven't done that in a really long time. And she said, it was exactly what I needed to reground myself. So where is that place that you can go that brings you back to your happy place, a place that feels like home to you? And that can be so many different things. Sometimes we have those places and we don't even, we've never really identified them as such. So it can be really powerful for you to identify now, like what that place is. So then when you need it, you can go there because sometimes we have those places and we don't even recognize that that's our default. And if we can identify them as such when we're not in a hard moment, then they can be a tool when we actually need them. It can be like that default tool, that go-to tool when we need them. So that was number three, go to your happy place. The fourth way for you to get grounded when your world is spinning is to reframe the truth. Oh my goodness. This has been such a powerful tool with my coaching clients lately. So with my business coaching clients, with my life coaching clients, reframing the truth has just been huge in terms of helping people see what's happening from a different perspective. So when we're going through these moments, when the world is spinning, when we feel like our world is spinning around us and we can't pull it in, we can't pull ourselves in, we can't get our feet on the ground, whether that's literally or figuratively, 
we get stuck in loops of what's not working. And I'm sure we've all been there because I've used these examples before. And I know so many of you relate where you're like, it's a Monday and three things go wrong. And then like the fourth thing goes wrong and you start keeping track. You're like, of course, four things are going to go wrong today. And you're like mentally counting up in your head. You're like, first it was this. And then it was that. And then it was this. And then it was that. And what's the fifth thing going to be? And we just like obsess and we keep that loop. And you're like, tonight my partner gets home. I'm going to tell them that 17 things went wrong today. And all day long, you're like keeping your list right? So we can be really good at staying in that loop of what's not working. And that comes at the expense of having a loop of what is working. (laughs) And so I just had a fantastic conversation, which is actually the inspiration for next week's episode, next Monday's episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, around this huge reframe where a client was talking through something that she felt like wasn't working in a kind of a way that she felt like a quitter, if not a failure. And as we were talking this through, I was like, I'm pretty sure the things you're talking about quitting at every turn have been things and opportunities and places where you've actually up-leveled. And so let's reframe this for a minute. And she had this huge breakthrough where she was on this loop of like, I took this series of steps this year that look like quitting to the outside world, but the reality was every single one of them allowed her to uplevel her life in some way. And so I was like, I'm pretty sure you just have the wrong things on repeat. (laughs) You just, you've created the wrong loop here. And what if you could shift the loop? And oh my gosh, it like changed everything for her in just this split second of like, let's just reframe this from quitting to up leveling, like change in two words, change in one word, but swapping out these two words and then recognizing the like, you get to choose which one you want to identify as the truth. From where I'm standing, I'm seeing all of this as up-leveling. And I'd like to invite you to stop seeing it as quitting so that you can see it as up-leveling. And there's so many conversations that I've had recently where it's easy to look at all the things that have been hard or gone wrong or are not working. And when we do that, and that's not that we should blow past those things that are hard because we absolutely should acknowledge them. But when we do that, we have to recognize that sometimes we're doing that at the cost of the things that are working, at the cost of the things that are working in our favor, that are moving us in the right direction, that are creating opportunities for us, that are really allowing us to build something or grow in a certain way that we might be completely ignoring or not seeing or dismissing in a certain way. So where can you reframe the truth in a way that is honest and honors where you're at and honors that things are hard, but also honors what is truly working? Because my guess is that there are probably some things that are working. And when you can grab onto that, all of a sudden, you can feel grounded in a whole new way. So number four, reframe the truth. Number five, the fifth way to get grounded when your world is spinning is to visualize a favorite place or person. So this is especially helpful to me when I'm laying in bed at night and I start to spin around something that I can't control or I have like very irrational anxiety at night. So I will just start worrying, not even worrying, like thinking and fixating on things that I'm not necessarily worried about. I just can't stop thinking about them. And so I have to visualize a place or person. Honestly, sometimes it's a TV show. Like sometimes I'm like, I just got to visualize some Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is my newest favorite activity when I have downtime. Nobody told me about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and I'm now mad at you all because holy cow, there's a lot there. There's a lot. We could do many episodes about it, which we won't. So where can you visualize a favorite place, a favorite person, a favorite show, something that just allows you to get out of the fixation that's not serving you 
whether it is an escape well, well, it is an escape, but whether it's an escape in terms of like an escape to a TV show versus an escape to like a person or place or thing that's like real in your life, giving yourself the chance to visualize that and just let your focus go there for a moment to pull you out of the thing that is keeping you spinning. So where can you identify that person? Some It might be, and I do this a lot with Vinny, where when I'm falling asleep at night, I'll think about like funny things that he said during the day. Like that's a visualization of a favorite person, right? That that's, I'm going to end my day thinking about that instead of thinking about like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do tomorrow, which is where my anxiety brain wants to go. So where can you get grounded by visualizing a favorite person place thing that can pull you out of spinning and get you into a place that allows your mind to just settle. Number six, final one, breathing. Okay, so I get annoyed when people are like, just breathe. If you are a real fast-paced type A person or a person with anxiety, having someone tell you to breathe is really obnoxious. So <laughs> what I'm gonna tell you is I'm a really bad breather and I get annoyed when people tell me I need to breathe more, although they're completely correct. But I do have one breathing practice that really helps me when I'm really stressed out or if I'm having a hard time relaxing at night, especially if it's if I'm having a hard time sleeping. And it's this four, seven, eight breathing. So four, seven, eight breathing is where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for a count of seven, and then you exhale for eight. So if you notice that, you breathe in for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight. If you notice that you are breathing out for twice as long as you are breathing in. So it's a bit of a quicker inhale, a pretty long pause, and then a long exhale. And what that does for me is it re-regulates my breathing. First of all, it makes me breathe more deeply for sure. It also creates a different breathing pattern that is much more full of ease because I'm breathing more deeply, more rhythmically, and longer breaths. And then it gives me something to focus on that's not focusing on the thing that's causing stress. And it also helps to start to re-regulate your nervous system and recalibrate your nervous system. So if you are like me and you roll your eyes when people say, just breathe, this is like my one breathing recommendation. There's a million breathing techniques that you could do, but I'm telling you as someone who hates breathing in general, (laughs) I'm saying that tongue in cheek, of course, but I'm saying that this is one that like I can get behind this one. So that is your sixth thing to do to get grounded when your world is spinning is to practice four, seven, eight breathing. So there you have it. Six ways to get grounded when your world is spinning. Number one, check in with your five senses. Number two, move your body in a way that nourishes your soul. Number three, go to your happy place, like physically move yourself to your happy place. Number four, reframe the truth. Number five, visualize a favorite place or person or thing. And then number six is practice four, seven, eight breathing. I hope this was super helpful. I have a fantastic interview coming up for you on Wednesday with my good friend, Sage B. Hobbs. I cannot wait. Oh, Sage is coming back to the show and she's incredible as always. And then on Monday of next week, I'm going to be digging into this idea of what if quitting is really up-leveling. I can't wait to talk about this. So that's what's coming in the pipeline. I will be back here talking to you soon. There's also a promotion in this episode for my upcoming business training. Make sure you get in on that if you're a business owner. If you go to shamelessmom.com slash CEO, get yourself signed up for my business training on April 6th. I can't wait to see you there. And as always, have a fantastic week. Share this episode out with someone who needs to get grounded. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for being here. And I will be back on Wednesday. 
Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.